This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, February 19th, wherever and however you're connected, Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, like BYU, at least last night, all he does is win, 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 Jerem Jordan. I lose a lot, uh, but sometimes we get it right, uh, you know, because last night BYU men's basketball won, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Men's volleyball won, which was awesome. Women's basketball won over Gonzaga, mm-hmm. 16th, which was awesome. So, yeah, that was great. And, in fact, with women's hoops yesterday, in our incredibly biased opinions, we thought BYU would pull off the upset. <laughs> Yes, BYU women's basketball will beat Gonzaga tonight. I think they pull off the upset. It was it was tight with two minutes to go up in Spokane where the Zags are tough to beat. BYU is going to win tonight. I like BYU's chances. I think they're going to win again in Provo. Shocker. The uh, BYU guys picked BYU. But, uh, yeah. It worked out. 29% of the time we get it right. Wait, I thought it was 38%. Let's give ourselves when? credit where credit is due. Oh, okay. <laughs> What it's 29, 38, whatever. It's fun to be right, isn't it? We're hoping that uh, our Friday show lineup sits right with all of you. What a night for BYU Athletics. As we just mentioned, three big contests, three big wins. Who won biggest last night in the big picture? BYU basketball has a few unexpected pit stops added to their roadmap on the way to the NCAA tournament. What the league-mandated schedule changes mean for BYU's larger goals. Caleb Lohner, star of last night's BYU basketball dominating win at Pacific, will join us live, as will BYU head coach Jeff Judkins after another memorable victory against his longtime rival, the Zags. Bring on today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Men's hoops pounds Pacific by 28 last night. You kidding me? BYU just dominated. 80-52 led by a career-high 19 from Caleb Lohner, who made five of six threes and this dunk. will drive Barcelo, get caught in the air, goes up and down with it, ends up bobbling it, and the Cougars on the steal. Lohner's being trailed from behind, will give to Abert, back to Lohner, and, and the alley throw it. down! He made the dunk. As they run the break to perfection. This was action. This is before the half, and just a real, uh, just a real moment in this game where it was like, oh, maybe BYU's going to blow out Pacific, which was, which was great. And they did. We'll chat with Lohner later. The Cougars are 16-5 and overall, 7-3 and in league, although we don't know what that means with the new formula. <laughs> and play at LMU Saturday tomorrow with Cougar pregame live at 2 Eastern on BYU Radio. Let's dive into the details of the men's basketball schedule changes. BYU now set to face San Francisco on February 25th in Provo and St. Mary's two days later... The 27th at home after the West Coast Conference announced league-wide game shuffling yesterday. The WCC said collectively that, quote, previously modified schedules left open dates in the final week of the regular season competition, and the conference office worked collaboratively with its membership to create a full schedule of games next week, end quote. CBS Sports will carry the USF-BYU game. ESPNU will have St. Mary's at BYU. So... It just gets harder for BYU. Instead of one game against Santa Clara, now you bring in San Francisco and St. Mary's. And the head coach, Mark Pope, based on his commentary, not exactly happy. More on that in just a bit. Women's Hoops beats number 16 Gonzaga. How about that? 61-56, snapping a 17-game win streak for the Zags. Hello. Shaley Gonzalez led the Cougs with 16, while Paisley Harding had 12 points. Lauren Gustin, a 10-10. 
Cougars host Portland tomorrow for Eastern on BYU TV. Top-ranked BYU men's volleyball beats Grand Canyon. Take that, Lopes, in four sets last night in the Smithfield house. Gabby Garcia-Fernandez, 15 kills, couple of aces. Davide Gardini, 14 kills, three assists, an ace and four blocks. He did it all. Next match tomorrow again against Grand Canyon, the second of four. Nine Eastern on BYU TV and the BYU TV app. Yeah, they'll go to Phoenix next week and play a pair. So four in a row, crazy. And there's uh, a ton, ton more going on. Notably, we want to mention tonight, number 11, gymnastics host Boise State, who's 21st, and Air Force on BYU TV at 9 Eastern time. So another loaded weekend. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. It's the COVID shuffle. The West Coast Conference collaboratively with all of their partners get together and create what they think is the ideal final week of the season. What partners? Like TV partners? Is that what you're, what are you saying? Yes. Because it wasn't in the league with the team. <laughs> Clearly not. Again, we'll hear from Mark Pope in just a moment, but BYU now has San Francisco on the home schedule and St. Mary's. We think the third and fourth, if not the fourth and fifth best teams in the conference, along with Pepperdine, obviously Gonzaga at the top. But the point is, Gone who? rather than BYU hosting Santa Clara and kind of and nobody coasting to the end, not having any opportunity to slip up, now, now there are some real competitors in front of the Cougars, and this was not expected. Let's hear from head coach Mark Pope and his thoughts on the now unexpected schedule changes. I have a whole host of um, very clearly delineated comments in my mind that I'm not going to share about that. Our focus right now is is um, we have a huge game Saturday, and um, and and our guys are really special at being focused, and that is the whole key. You know, as you get into these kind of dog days of 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 February right now, the whole key is can your team, and it's not easy. Can they stay focused on the task at hand and not get distracted by any of the other nonsense, no matter where it's coming from. Um, and, and our guys did a great job of that tonight. We need to do a, a good job of that on Saturday. And, and uh, we'll just keep taking care of our business, let all the craziness happen around us. BYU at LMU on Saturday. Quad 2 road opportunity like last night at Pacific was. And then back home for a Quadrant 3 game against San Francisco and maybe a Quad 2 against St. Mary's, depending on where the Gales are by the time BYU and St. Mary's actually get to that game. More games, seemingly tougher. Jerem, do you like the rescheduling effort by the West Coast Conference here? First off, this was expected. I've been hinting at this since Wednesday, uh, but here we are. San Francisco, St. Mary's, I don't know that it adds much. So from the league's perspective, you want BYU in, obviously. This only creates a situation. that This isn't going to help BYU a ton. A quad three at home. Doesn't help BYU a ton. Hopefully, St. Mary's stays a quad two. They're at 72 right now. If they fall to 76, that's a quad three. So uh, if BYU beats St. Mary's, does St. Mary's become a quad three home game? You hope St. Mary's has a nice finish to the season and they can kind of rebound. But, man, it's not, it's not a typical St. Mary's year. So, um, yeah, Mark Pope obviously bothered. Obviously bothered. Um, I, there's risk in knocking out BYU. And we can quantify that amount of money. It's 1.7 mil over six years for the league. Some more to BYU and then the rest of the league. So I think it's a little weird. I, I see what they're trying to do. Like, I get it, but I don't necessarily agree with it. Because Gonzaga's clearly in, of course, duh. But BYU is, is in, 
But if they lose a game or two and kind of stumble to the finish, there's a chance that if BYU, BYU loses two games, I think there's a real chance that they're on the bubble and a little nervous. I think one loss, BYU's, not, BYU's now in the last eight in. But with two losses, it's like maybe BYU would be out. It depends on who you, if BYU loses uh, to those teams. But I also see the argument, hey, if you're a tourney team in like a seven or eight seed, why don't you just play these games and win at home? Like what's, what's the issue? But from the league standpoint, they need to work in the benefit of the membership, and this doesn't benefit BYU a ton to like, oh, maybe BYU climbs up a seed line or two. Probably not with these two particular games. If St. Mary's was better, then yes. But St. Mary's is not great this year. To be clear, I am more worried for BYU about their game at LMU tomorrow than I am about the prospect of St. Mary's or San Francisco in Provo. It says a lot about uh, St. Mary's and San Francisco. I know. It does. Which BYU already won on the road, but they were tough games. Tough games, but I like BYU's chances and focus, and I feel like those teams are sputtering towards the end of the regular season. I'm not threatened by them because they've been... Are you been, threatened by LMU? I am a little bit. Interesting. I am a little bit. Just based on the location and the high that BYU's coming off of against Pacific, can they maintain something like that in a place that they've had some weird games? LMU kind of feels like Pepperdine to me a little bit. I know it's not as weird as Firestone Fieldhouse, but there is... That idea that, oh man, sometimes BYU hasn't played very well at LMU. They haven't shot well in that gym. So there's more concern for me about the quad two road game than the home prospect of San Francisco and St. Mary's. And you're right. You did hint at it. I thought that the league would add a Saturday game. I didn't know that Santa Clara was going to be shoved off the schedule, though. So, so that's BYU why, doesn't even play Santa yeah, Clara this not, year. Yeah, not one time. So yeah. that, to me, was unexpected. Like, whoa, okay, so Santa Clara is just not happening at all, and you're going to throw in San Francisco and St. Mary's? I thought one of the two would show up on Saturday, and they'd leave Santa Clara. So that was kind of the biggest shocker to me. Mark Pope is doing his best to just maintain consistency, focus, one game at a time. And I, I understand this frustration because it's, well, this is what we have left on the schedule. Let's just prepare for that. Let's just prepare. And now all of a sudden it's shuffled again, and it's you have to adjust again. And they didn't have to. The league didn't have to do this to BYU or to any other team. It's not the shuffle that bothers me. It's who was shuffled yeah. into this. It's like, wait, those are tougher games. Yes. What, what are you doing? Like, don't you want BYU in the tourney? Like, if you didn't want BYU in the tourney, but you're not going to reschedule Gonzaga, this is what you would do. This is what you would do. Because BYU had these two sitting there unscheduled for a uh, second time. They weren't going to add Pepperdine a third time or Gonzaga a third time. So it's it's just weird. And maybe the league's going, listen, we think this will help you if you win. But it's like, but it doesn't really help BYU that much. Yeah, there are two more top 100 games on the schedule. Because they're both in Provo, it's not like these They'd have to be massive the, opportunities. Yes, yes it, it's, it mattereth not. It's just a little weird. It does stink us How do I feel me. about it? It's just weird. But well, par for the course, right? Here we it's, are, yes. Yeah, 2021's weird. Okay, topic two, resume update. Hey! Hey! When you beat a fool by 28, uh, good things. Net, BYU up to 25. This well, is season 25? high. 25? is the top 25 team. Are they a seven seed now? In the net, plus four. Ken Palm, plus four, up to 27. BPI, plus six, up to 27. KPI, whatever that is, BYU's up to 19 in that. Strength of record stays the same. Sagarin, plus one. So what a night. What a night for Brigham. Uh, ESPN, Joe Lenardi, eight seed. CBS Sports, Jerry Palm, nine seed. The Athletic, eight seed. Team rankings, highest possible seed. 
16% chance of a 7, so okay. that's new. Bracket Matrix up to 8.19, so BYU probably still sitting at an 8, uh, but good, which means a 9 if the Sunday play thing comes out. I'm reading Joe Lenardi's brand-new book, Bracketology, and he talks in pages 19 to 21 about BYU's Sunday play thing and how he thinks the teams around BYU shouldn't be penalized, just BYU should be, because it's a choice BYU makes, and I'm like, hey, I agree with that. Typically, BYU would be dropped to seed line to accommodate the Thursday-Saturday scheduling. So if BYU's an 8, they're probably a 9 right now. Maybe there's something to the idea that if BYU beats LMU on the road and then beat San Francisco and St. Mary's, they're down, but still those names carry more respect than other West Coast Conference teams do across the country. Well, it shouldn't be about names. It should be about what they actually do. You're right. But if BYU wins the final three and then go to Vegas, let's just say hypothetically Gonzaga does not go because they don't need to, BYU wins the tournament. At that point, does BYU That's need to? quite the run. That's quite the run for the Cougars. That would be five consecutive wins after last night to close out the season against get to a seven, which some means decent an competition. Okay, so yeah. Does, do they get to like, the seven, seven, and then fall to an eight? Seven's the highest possible seed at this point for BYU. Um, but I, I'm thinking it's more eight, nine. That's Unless they beat Gonzaga in. in Las Vegas. What? Like, <laughs> why? Yeah, I, I don't. Would BYU opt out at that point if if BYU wins? You know the next three. Does BYU opt out because do of who they, they need to because go because of to who Vegas? they beat? Do you have to go to Vegas? Right. What do you have to accomplish? Like BYU shouldn't be talking about that now, and they aren't. But if if we get to that point, like what's the point of BYU going to Vegas and like losing a semifinal? Is that gonna winning a semifinal and even championship? Does that help you? Do you just want a trophy? Like. It would be fun to see BYU go down there and win it if Gonzaga's out. Like, like, that would be great. The irony would be, I've been to that tournament 10 years in a row, and BYU's never done anything that mattered, <laughs> and now I wouldn't be down there, and now they do something that matters. <laughs> I was even at the WCC tournament before BYU was even in the, the yes. league. Yes. So, yeah, that, that'd be funny. Our question of the day. Are you a fan of the West Coast Conference rescheduling of USF at BYU next Thursday and St. Mary's at BYU on Saturday? For the Cougars, let's hear from you, BYUSN, in Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. David Stott answers on Twitter. Let's play. Those are decent games. Love how BYU played last night. Hoping they can build on the momentum. Best time to play your best basketball is now. I think this will be the consensus for most fans because yeah. they were bothered that San Francisco and St. Mary's were taken off the home schedule. And now they're back, so it's like, yeah, well, BYU, bring again, on the best. Again, what do BYU fans like more than the actual game? Scheduling. The scheduling of a game. Coming up, did the women's basketball team lock up at least in at-large last night? And what has changed for Caleb Lohner, who went into beast mode last night, taking over at Pacific? We're going to talk to the rising star next. This is BYU Sports Nation. Tonight on BYU TV, 11th-ranked BYU Gymnastics hosts 21st-ranked Boise State and the Air Force Academy in the Tri-Mean. Watch it at 9 Eastern on BYU TV. We are live on a Friday in Studio B. This is how we do it. Your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline from the great state of California after a big win against Pacific last night by 28 points is BYU rising freshman star Caleb Lohner. Caleb, it's great to talk with you on a Friday, man. I thought they'd at least let you sleep in after what you did last night. 
Man, we just we never know the schedule here. Bobby's just always throwing stuff at us. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, I do want to point out something that happened on the broadcast of CBS Sports last night, and we we knew it was coming at some point, but. They had the screenshot of you and Bill S. Preston Esquire from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure next to each other. How do you feel about that doppelganger comparison? I don't like that one. I'm just going to be honest. Like, <laughs> if we could stick with the Hercules or, like, the Larry Bird stuff, I'd much rather prefer that. <laughs> but, uh, you it, know, it is what it is, man. <laughs> is there one that you're like, yeah, that's the one. I like that one the most. Um, anyone but that one. (laughs) Any, just any other one. But I mean, it's okay. That's fair. He's like five foot six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that that's fair. Which I want to remind people about. Yeah, you're better looking than he is. Uh, A fun interaction. Like you're very, you're very proud of what you've done physically, right? The the weight you put on, the strength you have. We did the practice, and I guess on the BYCougars.com roster, you were listed at 215, and you came up, and, and you said in the nicest way possible, hey, do I look like I'm 215? I'm 230. <laughs> and I was like, this kid knows where he's going. I appreciated you uh, helping correct me. Yeah. Well, all 230 pounds of you had uh, a memorable breakaway alley-oop dunk to end the first half last night. A lot of BYU fans have been waiting for that one. I'm sure you have. Walk us through what happened on that play. Um, it was just a little, uh, I think it was like a turnover on that end, pushed the ball, threw it to Brandon. I was like, please throw it, please throw it. Like the half's almost over. I'm sprinting down the floor. He threw it and that was it, man. It was, uh, it was super fun. We were just rolling as a team and happened to be kind of in the scheme of things. And it was fun. That, that was an excellent pass it back to me pass, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was perfect. Yeah, give it back. Let's go. You guys win this game by 28. Like, you hadn't played in 10 days. This is a team that took you to double OT, almost won the game in Provo. That performance was notable. What was the conversation like going into the game to try and get that kind of performance? Um, It was just, like, we had this big gap of all this time. And this weird, this year with the schedule, things have been weird. But I think as a team, we really capitalized on those nine, ten days that we had of not playing. And I think we as a team kind of expected this. Like, we've been working towards it. We came out here, did what we had to do, and uh, the outcome kind of proved what we had been working for. I was really proud of the team and the coaches and kind of everyone who been pushing it. But, yeah, I'm really excited to see where we keep going. Just a dominating performance. Caleb Lohner with us on BYU Sports Nation, rising BYU freshman star. The three-point shooting last night was notable, my friend, and especially considering your 0-for-12 start to the season, you've been shooting 46% since that point, highlighted by what happened last night. What's changed for you this season to put you into that mode where you feel confident and hitting at that clip? Um, I mean, I think it's just keep shooting it keep shooting it yeah i started out over 12 who cares um but i mean it's just confidence in the team that they have in me and the confidence that the coaches have in me um when you're open shoot the ball that's kind of what BYU basketball is about did you ever not feel confident was that a thing you had to fight through to get to this point um I wouldn't say it was confidence i'll just say it's kind of getting used to this different level of basketball and like how 
we play and different things like that coming in as a freshman. But I think slowly I'm starting to get more and more comfortable and the game's kind of slowing down um, and just getting more and more fun. Understandably, we got a kick out of uh, watching your bench when you went on that three-point tear late in the game, specifically Matt Harms and uh, whatever he was doing with his Guitar Hero antics or whatnot. How much are you paying attention to that or seeing that in the moment? Um, Very small. I actually went back and people were sending me clips of the bench. I thought it was hilarious. I was, <laughs> I was dying. Uh, Give us a sense, Caleb, of... You can say it, you can put it on a T-shirt, but to do it is another thing, right? And you guys do it in terms of best locker room in America. Mark Pope and this coaching staff really encourage that, but ultimately it's up to you guys to do that or not. So what is it like to be on this team that is very deep? This is the deepest team BYU's had in a long time, maybe ever. Ten deep, and you guys share the ball, and you play great team basketball. Yeah, it's fun. Like, I think anyone will tell you this is kind of what everyone wants to be a part of. Um, it's just this big team of guys. Everyone's all in for each other. We're all working for the same goal. And at this point, it's all about winning. And as this huge group of guys, we're all working together to win. And it's just a really fun thing. And um, it's an amazing group of guys. Certainly, you guys are intense. You're focused during the game. But are there moments that make you laugh or really smile where you kind of break the fourth wall, if you will, in the middle of the game and you kind of have a moment. Does that happen? Did that happen last night? Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we were just having fun. We started doing – we started hooping. We started, like, playing defense and playing team basketball, and it just got more and more fun as the game went on. And so you can kind of tell by the bench, by kind of our um, walk on the court. But, yeah, it was a fun game. Who's like the weirdest guy on the court where he'll say something and you're like, what? Matt, for sure, 100%. <laughs> like, give me an example. No um, things will just happen and you'll see him like kind of talking to himself or looking at the ref or I don't know, man. He just, Matt's a funny guy. <laughs> I appreciate so. that there was zero hesitation in that answer. <laughs> Caleb Lohner with the on BYU Sports Nation. Now the trick for you and your teammates is to try and ride this wave of momentum into Gersten Pavilion to take on LMU, a team that's kind of sneaky under the radar in West Coast Conference play. What's the game plan for LMU, and how do you keep it rolling against the Lions? I think it's the same thing. Uh, We'll do what we do. We'll play defense. Um, We'll go over some of our keys. We'll play team basketball. Um, We'll help each other and like best locker room in America. We're doing it as a team. The league shuffled the last week of games. You play San Francisco next Thursday and St. Mary's on Saturday. What's your reaction to the new schedule there? Um, I mean, I saw it last night. Uh, I don't necessarily care that anything's changed, but I mean, I'm excited. More games at home, like, let's go. Caleb Lohner with us on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars now facing LMU. San Francisco, and St. Mary's. So based on what you just told us, Caleb, more games, you're excited. How do you feel about the prospect of playing in Las Vegas and adding a few more games at the West Coast Conference Tournament? I mean, I don't mind. Uh, Like, I'm all for it. Um, More games, more time to kind of get better with this team. Um, Yeah. Coach Mark Pope last night in the postgame show said you're starting to make the jump. Um, what do you think he means by that in terms of your game and the next level for you? 
I think it's just getting more and more comfortable on the court and trusting my teammates, trusting my coaches, and just kind of playing the right way. Um, like I said earlier, things are kind of slowing down on the court. I'm starting to see things that I didn't see. I'm kind of jumping onto the court um, in some of the earlier games. But it's just getting more and more fun, um, just having more and more of a good time. Now, typically you have a roommate on the road. Do you still have a roommate or, or, or no? Yeah, I got a roommate. Who's your roommate on this trip? Mr. Connor Harding. Connor yes, Harding's sir. over there? Connor Harding. Hiding? Yes, we, we don't know if he's dressed or not, so we don't have to show him. <laughs> hey, 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 Connor. Yeah. Connor, uh, what did you think of Paisley's performance last night? Do you have a, do you have a shirt on? Do you, do you have a shirt on? No, hardly. <laughs> <laughs> like oh. I said, we don't know if he's dressed. <laughs> oh, it's great stuff. Let's just say that. Connor After Harding. Paisley shot last night. It should move us up to the number one power couple. Okay. Oh, hey. he knows. Hey, he knows. hey, you were paying Harding. attention. Harding. 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 <laughs> Hey, yeah, yeah. For those that aren't uh, where we revealed the top five power couples in BYU sports, and hey, the, your, Connor brings up a great case. That's, uh, big shot, big game, Paisley. Living document. We should be uh, doing that every day. Updates. Hey, it's great to talk with both of you. Let's uh, let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. You can share it with Connor and the rest of your team if you want for the game at LMU, Caleb. But uh, we appreciate you getting up early and speaking with us. As always, you're bringing the swag. Um, just waiting for your fashion blog to come out too. So let us know when that happens. <laughs> yeah. That, thank you guys. <laughs> you got it. Caleb Loner on the Deseret first credit union hotline. Deseret first. You know why we show out. Our worst nightmare almost happened. You there did for a this. Second. You brought this, Jerem. I did. <laughs> Connor can put on a shirt, <laughs> right? No, that was funny. That was funny. Oh, Caleb, Caleb Loner's just taking this step forward, and, and like you said, the game's slowing down. So he's he's making great plays. He goes five of six from three. Like, what power forward at 6-8-230 in BYU history is knocking down five threes in a game? Maybe, like Mi- who? maybe Mike Smith? Maybe. Like, like, Mike, did he ever make five threes in a game? I'm guessing not. I'm guessing they didn't shoot that much volume. That's incredible. So that's another weapon, and now the defense has to come out to him. They can't just give him that shot. Well, he looks like a guard shooting the ball, too. His form is It's pure. very smooth, yeah. He's got a really nice release of the ball. Yeah. Okay, coming up, which BYU team has the most to prove this weekend? And are we expecting too much from number 1-ranked BYU men's volleyball? Is the standard too high? This is BYU Sports Nation. This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Visible Supply Chain Management. Top-ranked men's volleyball beat 10th-ranked Grand Canyon last night in four. They play again tomorrow night, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. He is Jeremiah Spencer. This is BYU Sports Nation. Let's whip it. The Cougar Whip Around, presented by Visible Supply Chain Management, tackling America's most challenging shipping problems. The adjusted BYU men's hoop schedule, do you expect the Cougars to win out? Yes, I still expect BYU to win the remaining games at home. They will be favored in all. It's just about getting through LMU on the road. And then I'm really not worried about BYU taking care of business in Provo, even if it is San Francisco and St. Mary's. He's going to blow out LMU. Another blowout. I hope. Yeah. I would like, love like to see 14 it. plus. It's happening. Not 17 plus, but 14. I'm plus. glad that you adjusted that. Um, yeah, yeah. BYU's going to win the next three. It's 83% and 76% from uh, Ken Palm. I feel pretty confident. 
Jerem, on B- next week. BYU women's basketball unseats Gonzaga from their 17-game win streak last night, 61-56 at the Marriott Center. Great game. Incredible finish. Shaylee Gonzalez, Paisley Harding, clutch set, moments. Set three. I'm like kind of distracted calling the men's volleyball game. I'm watching the last like 20 seconds, honestly. Like Steve Vale kind of stepped in and doing play-by-play. I was just like, oh, I want to watch this. <laughs> this is our life, right? You got to keep track of everything. Man, after the game, the I'm like, men's moment. Yeah. Did BYU women's basketball just lock up an NCAA tournament spot? Probably. This team's really good. I think they'll be in. Portland, who's a little down, they won the tourney last year. Um, and then next next week, Santa Clara and San Francisco on the road. So probably, but if BYU loses one, they may be kind of out. It depends. We only have one bracketologist in women's, and he says BYU was the last team in before that win. So BYU would be firmly in right now, but you never know. It feels like BYU will have jumped at least five or six spots in that last eight-in category with the win against Gonzaga. As long as BYU takes care of Portland tomorrow and they avoid the so cliche letdown after the big win, then they'll yeah. be okay. This guy, I think they'll win out the regular season and be okay going to That'd be Vegas. good. Yeah. If they do, I think they're in. I, I feel like they're in. Yeah. Men's volleyball is 4-1, and one, but dropped a match. Uh, losing sets at home, still winning. Do, do you expect a more dominant performance? You were right, by the way. You said yesterday, like, I think it's going to be close. Grand Canyon's probably as good as Pepperdine, and it, it turned out to be that way. Um, I just, based on what I've, the conversations I've had with some BYU men's volleyball players and the trash that Grand Canyon talks, I, I was a little bothered that it wasn't more dominating. Well, I, it didn't, that trash talk didn't happen last night. It didn't happen last night. It didn't happen. But the emotions of it from previous matches. Maybe the guys that gra- for some players. Maybe the guys that graduated were the trash okay. talkers. So, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to see BYU dominate a little bit more, but I think it was a fair expectation. I mean, they won three sets to one. Fine. No, the standard's high, and that's why we're even asking this question. But, uh, yeah, I expect BYU to be a little better. Um, last year, BYU was dominant, like 17-1, and the one they lost in extras and five at number one at the time, Hawaii. So being number one is different than being number two this year. For BYU. On to the next. Which BYU team has the most to prove this weekend, Jaron, because we're lining up for a very busy weekend? It's probably men and women's hoops to continue to stay in the bracket. Men's volleyball, it's February. It's the end of the season, though, in basketball. Yeah, I mean, we're doing gymnastics tonight. BYU's ranked number 11 uh, tomorrow. BYU women's basketball against Portland. I think there's more riding on the line based on where they are in their individual seasons. Yeah, end of the season. And which buzzer beater is better, Shaylee Gonzalez last night or Alex Porcello against Utah Valley? So the Shaylee buzzer beater puts BYU up by four at the end of the third quarter, and that's from 35 feet, frankly, in a more important game. BYU was not going to be challenged by Utah Valley significantly. This is Gonzaga. This is a team that had won 17 games in a row, ranked number 16 in the country. So You're saying something against Gonzaga is better than something against Utah Valley? Yes. By context alone, it's clearly Shaley Gonzalez. Yeah, totally. Gonzaga. Absolutely. The NCAA announces this morning that they will allow fans to NCAA tournament games. Whoa. Brigham, you hear that? Each venue, listen to this, can hold up to 25% capacity with social distancing. Of course, naturally. Jerem, should BYU at this point follow suit for next week's games? Look look at me closely. (laughs) Yes. Of course. I've wanted this for like a month or two. It's hard when it feels like everybody else is doing it now. We can do it. Let's do it. 
Coming up, prop picks for BYU and LMU tomorrow. Let's give. If the games are harder, let's give BYU a home court advantage against San Francisco and St. Mary's, right? Give all in some money. Jeff Judkins enjoyed uh, home court advantage last night to a degree with family and friends watching on another victory against Gonzaga. Does he feel like the Cougars are in the tourney? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Shaylee Gonzalez at the end of the third quarter there. Man, women's hoops host Portland tomorrow 4 Eastern on BYU TV as the Cougars try and keep it rolling to get to the NCAA tournament. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation live from Studio B. I am Spencer Linton. That is Jerem Jordan. And joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, guest number two of the day, a victorious coach, Jeff Judkins, Juddy back buddy! with us over Zoom. Juddy buddy in the house. What's up, coach? How are you this morning? I uh, feel pretty good. It's, it was a fun night. Understandably. Uh, a lot, a lot of, you know, yeah, a lot of good things happened last night. And uh, I'm so happy and proud of, of my team and what they accomplished and the, and the intensity and all what they did last night. It was just a great team effort. 61-56 victory against number 16 Gonzaga. BYU has a winning record against the Zags in the Marriott Center. Not really any other team in the West Coast Conference can claim anything close to that. What's the secret to being prepared mentally for that game? Well, if it's a secret, game? don't tell anybody. <laughs> or, <laughs> or what's the key? Yeah, we'll change that. What's the key to beating Gonzaga in Provo? Well, you know, I, I don't think last night Gonzaga shot the ball as well as they normally do. Part of it could be, you know, travel. Some of it could be our defense. Some of it could be the background. Some of it could be, uh, you know, just they're off tonight, whatever. But what happens, what's been consistent in this rivalry is that it's a it's a physical, tough game. And both teams do a great job of scouting and preparing for that team. So you can't pull any trick trick play or whatever. So it becomes where what team executes the best, what team makes plays when they need to at the right time. So like up in Spokane, you know, they hit a shot at the buzzer, I think in the half that put them up, put them up 11. And of course, Shaley hit one last night at the buzzer in the third quarter that put us up. So those are plays you have to make if you want to win. And uh, you got to give Gonzaga a lot of credit. They came back from being down 10. We did the same thing up there. We were down 10 and we came back. And so I just think both teams, um, I mean, this is a, this is a big game, a fun game, a game that we look forward to. When you see the schedule that you, you really look forward to this. It's an amazing rivalry. And yes, every time BYU plays Gonzaga in women's hoops, it's must see TV. It's, it's awesome. So that was a great night. And, uh, late in the game, Paisley Harding made a massive shot just like you coached her, right? Just like a left-footed con- or left, left-handed contested, like eight-footer off balance. That's what you coached her to do, right? No, what I did coach her to do is is take. Don't be afraid to take the shot, which she's not. You know, Paisley's yeah. a very confident player, and um, she just did a great job of staying with it um, and trying to finish and get to the basket and. And I'm not going to tell you I've seen her make that shot all the time, but I've seen her make it a lot in practice where she drives to the middle and shoots it with her left hand. Um, but, you know, Paisley's – I mean, Paisley's tough. I mean, there's not very many players that 
play harder than she does. I mean, that that was a big play, but one of her big plays that probably won't get noticed is the one she dived to midcourt and got a jump ball that was a crucial possession. But, um, you know, I was so happy for her because she wanted she wanted the ball at the time. You know, when you're sitting in the huddle and you're looking at your team and you can tell what, what players want it, and, and she, I could tell that she really wanted it. Jeff Judkins, BYU basketball head coach on the women's side, fresh off a victory over 16th-ranked Gonzaga, celebrating on BYU Sports Nation. And uh, speaking of celebration, the post-game video that came from, I believe, Kaylee Smiler on Instagram was epic. You got doused with water, but you made your way through there really quickly. Uh, is it just like, you know, each person for themselves in that moment? Well, you know, um, my assistant coaches kind of gave me a warning. I was I was out talking to some people after the end of the game, um, my family and some other people, parents, just for a minute. And I started walking in, and and um, my assistant coaches said, you could better be ready. So I grabbed a couple water bottles myself. <laughs> and when I ran in there, I saw him there, and I knew it was coming, and I just started throwing it at him my first the first water bottle hit me square. The first throw hit me square in the mask and face. And it just like shocked <laughs> me. And then, of course, that water was so cold. I mean, I mean, I jumped in some some cold lakes here, Utah, water skiing and doing some of that stuff, and it was freezing. And then, but it, but you know, it was it was really fun. I was so happy that they were excited about this win and they were excited about what they accomplished. Now, Talia White uh, must be a tremendous rebounder because she totally boxed out Caleb Bellis Lee, just <laughs> shoved her to the side. She goes flying on the side. I don't know if we can roll it again and watch that. It's on the left side of the video. Is Kayla okay after that? And is Talia the future Lauren Gustin in, of rebounding? <laughs> I don't know if you're Get anybody like Lauren Gustin rebounding. I think <laughs> Kay- Kayla is a very, very good rebounder. She's tough and she's physical, and that's the reason I put her in when when Tegan got in foul trouble and I couldn't play Tegan as much as I wanted to. I needed to give Sarah a quick blow, and luckily there was a timeout, and then I had Kayla in there for a minute or so to give Sarah you know, that blow, and she is a physical kid. In fact, you know, most of my players – I think it's because they they come to this program and they is expected to be tough and be able to do that. And um, I thought she did a great job. But I thought last night was one of Sarah's best performances of her career. Mm. I thought she was active, both offensively and defensively. I think she she was not a punching bag. She was punching people back and pushing people back herself. She was really really active. She did the best job on Jen Worth of all my bigs, um, and she caused a lot of problems um, with them penetrating and really helping. We got a little more aggressive on the pick and roll, and that was hard. It's hard making Sarah run out there, and we call it red or hard show, to get out there and, and move your feet and know that somebody could go around you. She did a great job with that last night. Sarah Hampson, 10 points. We think six blocks. They typically uh... – Cut her short a few of those, but uh, five rebounds as well. An awesome performance from so many players, like you said. We knew what this game meant going in because we see the bracket projections. So do you. You follow all the metrics, the records of everyone. And uh, according to ESPN, going into last night's game, BYU was the last team in the field. 
Do you feel like now your spot is solidified in the approaching tournament, assuming that you don't have any other slip-ups along the way? Um, I think if we could win out, I think winning that game uh, will definitely give us a big boost to, to be able to get in the tournament. You know, the thing is funny, you guys probably know it because you hear it from other sports, but, you know, there's nobody wants to play us. You know, I mean, if we're, if we're not an NCAA team, then why don't these big schools, big power five schools want to play us home and home? They want to play us on a neutral court or, or let's say, hey, you come to our place, we'll, we'll, you know, we don't want to play you at your place. And, you know, that's the part that's kind of irritating for me is, you know, if they don't think you're good enough in a mid-major, then why don't they want to play you? It's like, um, I mean, I, I don't shy away from some other schools that aren't as maybe as good as conferences as us. I mean, I play them. So I, I don't understand that. Um, I think personally our league deserves two teams no matter what. I think we've earned it. I think we've done well in the NCAA tournament. We're the only mid-majors that have had, I think, at least three, but maybe four Sweet 16 appearances by two different teams. I, I, I mean, I think we got a great conference. And, and really this year from top to bottom, Pepperdine this year struggled a little bit. I think part of it was COVID-19 hit them really hard and they couldn't practice like they wanted to. But our our team's very balanced. And I think it showed, you know, our, our conference, it showed it this year with people blowing somebody out and somebody barely winning. And, um, I mean, Gonzaga, is, of course, is the one that's, that's been undefeated, but but I think this I think this conference has, has gotten it's gotten a lot better since I've been in it. That's for sure. Yeah, top fifty in net and fifteen and three. Things are going well. The league announced earlier this week that they are going to use a adjusted win percentage. Ken Palm helping out with that algorithm, trying to balance things with teams that haven't played as many games. As everybody else and who's they played, strength schedule, whatnot. What did you think of that new metric? <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's fair at all to have a mid-major team go. Let's say, let's say we go, you know, we're fifteen and three now, and some team from a power five is is four and is five and three. I, I just it doesn't make sense to me. I mean, part of part of going to the tournament, I think, should be how you handled this COVID nineteen. I mean, you know, what teams really took it to heart of following the protocol and doing what you're supposed to do and I mean, BYU has been unbelievable with football, with now with basketball. Now you're talking about soccer and volleyball and always how well we've done. And I think our medical staff and our athletic department should get applause for this with the way they handled it and how they've, how they've presented it to the athletes. And then, then we got to, we got to give the athletes credit for realizing how important doing the right thing is. And it's not easy sometimes doing the right thing. It's a lot easier sometimes being a teenager and a college student and just go doing what you want. Um, but we've done a great job, and I and I think I think we should be rewarded for that. I mean, um, I mean, San Diego was smart. I, I I'm not going to be able to play them at home probably this year because of the way the schedule is, and they scheduled it that way, you know. And it's just, you know, as a coach, it's so hard to say, well, we're going to play these guys, and then it gets canceled. And I think Mark Pope had the same feeling we had a couple of weeks, his last couple of weeks, not playing very many games because of this. And it's hard. It's hard for your team mentally. It's hard for coaches. What do you do? How, how do you keep them? How do you keep them sharp and fresh and all those things? So it's been a great challenge. 
And but it's been it's been a, I mean I can't ask for for better leadership what I have on my team and what these guys have done. 15 and 3 overall off that big win against Gonzaga. Our sincere congratulations to you coach and your team for pulling off that win over the Zags in Provo and we wish you the best of luck tomorrow against Portland. We're looking forward to that game on BYU TV and having coverage of that as well. Let's give you some karma for the win tomorrow. Uh you can combine that with your superstitions and uh, we'll make it happen again on Saturday. I hope so, man. It's, it'll be a big game. Portland's very good. They they've lost some close games and they're very good and We'll have to handle the press and do a good job with that. If we can do can handle that, we'll be in good shape. But thanks for the coverage. Thanks, Sports Nation. I had I had over sixty eight texts last night from people, players, fans. It's just a great great atmosphere to have people care about our team, and and I'm really proud of them. So thanks a lot. You love to hear it. Thanks, Coach. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Jeff Judkins on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, you know why we show how. We're here for it, man. We're here for greatness, and it's fun to watch. Let's go. Okay, coming up, more on Jeff Jenkins and his ability to party. (laughs) Plus, our unique prop pick situation last night. Jeremy was not good. What happened? This is BYU Sports Nation. What happened? What happened? This segment of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation's Rise and Shoutout is presented by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. This podcast, Google BYU Sports Nation podcast, subscribe, review, and rate it. Our LMU prop picks and the Pacific Review presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We haven't said it. The proper name on first reference is the University of the Pacific. The so University I've, of the I've, Pacific. I feel like we should have done that at some point. Here we are. I'm glad you brought that up. Thank you. All right. Extend our due diligence to get things 100% correct, which we were not That's last a long night name. Yeah. in any regard We'd, with our prop picks against the University of the Pacific. Just on first reference. Number one, question, more rebounds last night. Lauren Gustin alone or Caleb Lohner and Gideon George combined? The answer is your mom. Direct push. Lauren had 10. Gideon and Caleb combined for 10. (laughs) But, you know, it's a good prop pick. Seriously, that was great. Number two, who will be BYU's second-leading rebounder? Uh, Spender, you said Richard Harwood. He had one rebound. Mm -hmm. I said Alex Varcello. He had three rebounds. It was Matty Himes with With seven. seven. Yeah. Okay, so we're combined 0 for 2 there. All right, last one. Who will score the final points for BYU against... The University of the Pacific. So proppy. Colby Lee, jumper with a minute left. You said Trevin Nell. It almost was Trevin Nell. I thought it was going to be Alex Barcelo because I thought the game would be a little bit closer and BYU would need to make free throws. Uh, Not the case. Yeah, that was bad. 28-point win. Over. So 0-0. We now turn to LMU to determine who's going to spin the Wheel of Consequence next week. And we bring in Ben Bagley to present the next set of prop picks. Let's start here. Which Cougar will hit the most three-point shots against LMU? Oh, Jeremy, I'm going with Caleb Lohner. I'm riding the Caleb Lohner wave until it's not a thing anymore. I think he is shooting with confidence. He's playing a ton. I think he can knock down two or three tomorrow against LMU and lead BYU. Brandon Averett will return to Ooh, Okay. 
Number two. Who will score the third basket, field goal or free throw, <laughs> for BYU? Jeremy, you go first. Matt Hams. <laughs> Matt Hams on a pick and roll. I love how random that, these that are. That is very it random. Is so random. I'm here for this. I love uh, it. Alex Barcelo for me. Okay, why not? Yeah, Alex Barcelo. Yeah. Oh, number three. Last one. Caleb Lohner will score how many points tomorrow? I'm going to go with 14 points for Caleb oh. Lohner tomorrow. Well, if he's going to lead in three. Against yeah. LMU. Yeah, I got to go high. 11. 11. Mm-hmm. I like that number because it's my favorite number, so I'm kind of jealous oh. that you picked that. Okay, Stranger Things, what's up? But I'm I'm going with 14 points. Makes three threes, free throws, alley-oop dunk. Come on, Caleb, and let's go. And he has his safety. He's got the karma, too, so maybe that'll help us out. That's still a thing. Sweet. <laughs> Seven and a half years into this thing. I forgot about it's it. still a thing. Our question of the day. When it's convenient. Are you a fan of the West Coast Conference rescheduling of San Francisco at BYU on Thursday, St. Mary's at BYU on Saturday, next week for the Cougars. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, Spiderweb Dominoes answers on Twitter. I don't even know what's going on with that. Name. I'm a big fan of the St. Mary's reschedule. Hopefully it will give BYU one more quad two win. San Francisco game I'm not that big of a fan of due to the fact that it's a risky game and is only a quad three. Yeah, that's a little weird, right? Today's Rise and Shoutouts are presented by Mountain America Credit Union guiding you forward. The three games that were happening simul- simultaneously last night went well, 3-0. and yes. Men's volleyball, women's basketball, men's basketball. My rising shout-out goes to BYU women's basketball for the Juddy celebration specifically. Talia White taking out Caleb Bellis Lee. <laughs> Water going everywhere. <laughs> Fantastic images from the locker room. Our thanks to today's guests, Caleb Loner and Jeff Judkins. Sorry to Dennis Pitta in no time, bro. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Aaron Thorne. We'll see you tonight for BYU Women's Gymnastics, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Go Cougs.